Chirp Radio's First Time is a quarterly live lit and music series recorded at Martyrs in North Center. The theme this round was First Try. As a youngster, I was always confident and willing to try things, try new things. Um, I started playing the trumpet at the age of seven, and most of my childhood was engulfed in music competitions. So whether it would be chair tests in the band room or the annual solo and ensemble competitions with the school district, I was always willing to step up to the plate and give my best shot at knocking it out of the park. Um, I grew up a very social person. I had three siblings, and I always had a circle of friends I played with, and we, we would do activities together, like play basketball in neighborhoods, uh, ride our bikes, play video games at home, and go to the amusement park. Uh, I'm from Houston, Texas, and our town's amusement park was Astro World, <laughs> right across from the, uh, the Astros baseball stadium. I go for the powdered sugar funnel cakes, the goofy pictures with the life-size Looney Tunes. I'd go for the arcade games and the stuffed animals I could win in front of pretty girls just to make a three-pointer. <laughs> I once went as many as two or three times in one summer. Uh, but most of my friends, they got season passes every summer um, because... Every summer, so they can go nearly every weekend. I'm sorry, I just lost my place here. But as for me, I never got a season pass because I was never into roller coasters like that, I would say. Uh, I would allude to having the Russian roller coaster experience once before and not really liking it. But in actuality, I'd never really ridden a roller coaster. I was afraid. Um, a few years ago, I wrote a poem about this childhood experience. And it goes like this. Just a little excerpt. I remember when I used to avoid the roller coasters and chose to post up next to arcades. I never walked around the park for amusement. The winding paths reminded me of the spiral tracks above. I never looked up for the sight of heights would turn my belly into jelly. My heart jumped like a beam when I would hear those joyous screams. But was it the fear of heights or that hunting, unwanted feeling in my stomach? Uneasy, queasy. Man, just thinking about it makes me want to vomit. <laughs> and so I would, end the, I would end the piece with like a vomit sound like that. So. <laughs> but I never vomited because I never rode a roller coaster. Um, and I never really talked openly about my fear to anyone. Uh, now let's fast forward a decade later. I found myself living in Chicago, and what brought me here in August of 2009 was music. I was offered a full scholarship to play lead trumpet in the jazz band at Columbia College. And, thank you. And along with this new school experience in Chicago, a door was open, a big door was open to various other opportunities that would propel my career to many new heights. One of the main reasons for this growth was the band Sidewalk Chalk. Does anybody know about Sidewalk Chalk? Hey, I wasn't expecting that much, but that's awesome. So a little story. Um, 
Sidewalk Talk is a hip-hop, jazz, soul band of seven people from all over the nation. We're literally, each of us are from different parts. Uh, we came out to Chicago in the name of music, um, a group that formed from casual meetups to create and share music, uh, musical ideas with each other, then became a band who toured independently all over the country. The old school way, meaning we bought a vehicle on a loan and began traveling around the region to play shows that at first barely paid anything. We relied on merch sales of CDs and T-shirts to break even with expenses, and we slept on many floors, many couches, and random guest beds. <laughs> there are so many stories I could tell you, but uh, not today, right? Uh, but needless to say, all of the grassroots struggles brought us together, you know, and it, it really made us feel like a family. It really made us a family, rather. Uh, when it was time to tour, uh, to promote our th third album, we had a really serious meeting about doing this for real. Um, booking a band of seven people proved to be rather hard because there's always scheduling conflicts, and when it came down to money, everyone had to commit to full-time or odd jobs to make ends meet, along with whatever musical work we could attain. Uh, in 2013, we all agreed to drop our jobs and go full-time. At this time, I just earned my degree and I was a music teacher in a charter network, uh, making a well-paying salary um, with a teacher's pension, full benefits, and I was in love with my students. I mean, wow. I never, never thought I'd be doing this then, but, in my, uh, but it made sense to me as well as everyone else involved. We all had dreams of creating and sharing music around the world, and it was understood that we had to make room for these opportunities to come. So we all were great individually, but as, as a unit, we were able to change lives through our music. And Sidewall Chalk meant enough to all of us to make this big sacrifice. There wasn't anything I wouldn't do for my Chalk family. Anything. So here we are in the summer of 2016 now, meeting up again as a band to discuss our next radical move, because we make a lot of them. Uh, by this time, we had toured in nearly every state and also throughout Canada. We'd open up for people like Questlove, Hiatus Coyote, De La Soul, and uh, we began to get great recognition through the internet. We started to realize how great our mission was to spread our messages of love, justice, equality, and uh, songs about just having plain fun. At this moment, it was like, okay, we have put in so much work over the years and we have gained momentum and traction, um, but how do we make this thing pop, you know? So we made big goals, we made a huge goals list, and we made a pact to go balls to the wall for a specific time frame, to write our next album, record it, and tour it. And by the end of the date that was set, if 75% of our goals were met, oh, if they weren't met, we would hang it up. We plan to ante up in all ways possible and reduce costs for the album so seven of us, so all seven of us could, uh, could actually make some substantial money to keep touring and keep it going. Uh, we, we decided to do a Kickstarter, right? You know about Kickstarters, right? <laughs> so we decided to do a Kickstarter to raise money for the biggest album yet. This is gonna be our biggest album yet. And we plan to revolutionize the game by selling our album exclusively on an MP3 player, right? So we took these, uh, like the iPod Nano MP3 players, and we got a, a custom fitted case to go on top of it that was an orchid. The name of our album was An Orchid Is Born. And it also doubled as a wearable piece of jewelry. So you can just plug in. No need for CD players, because they're becoming obsolete. Um, so you can just buy it, plug it in with your headphones, and listen to it right away. Um, we committed to printing 
printing vinyl for the first time. Um, and we invested in a publicist. We brought on Snarky Puppy's drummer to produce our album. And we booked a full week to stay at a remote studio to get this album recorded in full. This is our most ambitious move yet. And we wanted to convey this through our Kickstarter video pitch. So our audience and our fans would, would want to help us out. And we're like, these guys really, really want this, right? So you got to make the Kickstarter pitch really good. So we were like, it's now or never. So we threw out so many ideas about how to do this video because that's where the mo most of the pressure was. We had all these ambitions. Um, and we threw out a lot of things and a lot of things were like, no, no, no. And then our keyboarder says, how about we film the video on a roller coaster? <laughs> right? <laughs> so everyone was game. Right? Everyone except for me. They, they quickly began jumping on the idea and talking about logistics. All right, cool. How are we going to do this? Let's do it. Blah, 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 blah. Right? Meanwhile, I sat there like, wow, this is, this is really about to happen. Right? <laughs> right? I said, guys, I, I've never ridden a roller coaster before. And I thought they'd be more surprised. And even though they were, they just brushed it off like, you'll be okay. <laughs> so in that moment, I trusted them. Right? We've been through so much together. But when the day actually came to record this video while riding a roller coaster, I was a bit nervous, you know. Um, however, with all that we've been through and all the risks we've took together, I mean, we've been stranded on a highway with, you know, speed limit 85 or 75, I'm sorry. And we got a stranded bus in the middle of the night, pitch black. Like, we've, we've been through a lot of things together. And I feel like with all the things we've been, uh, been through together, I feel like this seemed rather minuscule now, right? Um, I thought to myself, come on now. As we're walking into this, to this amusement park, I'm like, come on now, don't be a baby. You're 28, bro. You're 28. <laughs> um, I remember waiting in a long line, nervous, while my homies were just chilling and goofing off, right? They're having fun. But what really helped me along was that I had to remember this Kickstarter script, right? Right, I gotta, so we're, we're gonna say the Kickstarter script while we're on the roller coaster. <laughs> we had a GoPro, we all had to hold a GoPro and you say, we had to memorize the script, right? And so, here we are, we're waiting in line. They're having fun, I'm really not. <laughs> we sat in two at a time and we strapped in and that freaking ball went down. It was like, dum, dum, dum. <laughs> and then we began to move forward. We turned the corner, and we began to tick up and up. And I was like, here we go. I pressed the record button on the camera, and I began the Kickstarter pitch. The, the pitch. We continued to tick up and up, and I'm talking and talking. And then the final tick, and then we begin to fall. And falling never felt so good. It felt like in that moment, I knew a little bit more of what it felt like to fly. Um, and after all of that, I was just very proud of myself and very happy, and um, they were as well. They were very supportive. And Sidewalk Chalk surpassed their goal of uh, raising $3,600 in 48 days. And everyone was so impressed by how we pulled off the Kickstarter video. 
He was the deal maker. Um, I'll forever have the time I overcame this fear documented through the internet, through this video. Uh, the time I did spread my wings to fly for the love of music and for my band Sidewalk Chalk. <laughs> Thank you.
You can find this and other Chirp Radio interviews and podcasts at chirpradio.org slash podcasts.